This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, Maisie. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So you're going to be heading out on the road this August with Jake. How are you feeling about this being your first tour and going across the U.S.? Yeah, honestly, I'm I'm very excited and I'm very nervous. It's my first tour I've ever done. It's honestly in, I think, the first 10 shows I've ever done. I'm very, very new to live, so... Lots of excitement, lots of nerves. I'm very excited to go all over the US. I haven't been many places, so I feel like it's going to be a great little little road trip, if you will. And I mean, also, with this being your first US tour and how much you are like into the visuals for your music, have you been thinking about what you're going to be doing for like your live set already? Yeah, I will say we have a very cool custom mic stand and microphone, and the wardrobe is going to be pretty killer too. So we're definitely coming up with some cool ways to bring the creative visual aspect to the live shows. I'm really excited. When you got the news for this tour and like getting to tour with somebody who has such a big like online following already, especially as your first tour, like what was that like for you? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, it was amazing. It was an incredible opportunity. I remember when my manager told me I sort of went, me? (laughs) You sure? That's not right. Is that right? Um, I mean, gosh, every, I mean, everyone knows Golden Hour. It's such a good song. I'd been, funnily enough, I like to say that I manifested this tour because I was literally like listening to that song on repeat earlier this year, like a month before I got the announcement. So I kind of (laughs) manifested it for myself. Amazing. But, uh, yeah, it's super exciting. He has a, a great, great community around him and, um, very very honored to be a little part of it for the tour yeah and also like you've been releasing music since 2016 so with this being your first tour i'm sure that you know you're excited to like meet some of your listeners in real life too yeah absolutely it was so fun getting to announce it we just posted it on instagram yesterday i think and i already had some of my fans being like oh my god i'll be coming to the one in washington (laughs) and i'm like wait a minute oh my god this is so much fun i actually do get to meet people that know my music like that's such a cool concept yeah that's amazing so fun and i mean also like with the fact that you already have like an online community sort of built up through your music and gaming and everything like that there must be people who you have some sort of like online relationship with too who like you're finally gonna get to see in person and get they're gonna get to see you in person too absolutely there's multiple people that we've been chatting online for years and years and years and never met obviously so this is it's a very momentous occasion (laughs) and so speaking of like getting to tour with somebody who kind of rose to fame through viral fame. You yourself had a song go viral in Japan a couple years ago. And so what was that experience like for you, like going viral in a country that like you're not from? Oh, it was, it was very surprising because no one had planned for that level of success. Um, It was one of those things where it just started charting on Spotify and someone showed me. And again, I was sort of sitting there like, what? Like, are you sure? Are you sure? It, it's incredibly random. It was such a random collab and the whole thing was so fast. Like I think we 
from being pitched the idea to recording it to it coming out, it was only like a couple months. Like it was a super last minute thing. So to see it do so well, yeah, was not was not even remotely prepared for that. That was crazy. How did how did that collab come about? Yeah, I'm still not 100% certain. Someone <laughs> it came to me as someone sort of walking into a room and they were saying, "Hey, we want you to sing this song with this artist in Japan, Anli, and we want you to sing in Japanese for some of it." I don't speak Japanese. I would love yeah. to, but I don't. So I was very much like, "Oh, okay, I I I'll try and it just sort of happened like I, it really was so last minute and so random <laughs> and then yeah I had someone teach me through the Japanese part which was also really interesting and cool getting to sing in another language wow I love that <laughs> that's so fun yeah. and then I think you went to Japan recently right like how was it being there after like obviously you had this like viral song oh man I love Japan I really do I, I don't think I'd been to Japan since when that song came out which was I think 2017 so it's been a minute it was really great I love it there I love the music scene there it's a really fun time yeah do you think maybe like the fact that you have used other languages in your songs before that maybe like what would that have like would that timing have made sense because I know like you had a song where you sang in Latin that was like in 2016 so do you think maybe the singer of the song was like oh she already knows how to sing in other languages like maybe this will just come naturally to her yeah you know I think it became sort of a thing for me to do because I've also I did a live show where I sang in Italian I've done Spanish and I don't speak (laughs) I don't speak any of these languages fluently so it's sort of just me winging it and you know hoping for the best it's a weird little a weird little gift I guess I think I have a good ear so I can sort of repeat things back fairly decently Mm, that's honestly so impressive (laughs) thank you I don't think many people can do that I don't know. I thought it was the most normal thing in the world, but I don't think anyone was worried about me picking up the Japanese because, as you said, yeah, I've done Latin before. So I think they were like, "Eh, just give it to her. She'll figure it out. (laughs) That's so cool. It's like how some people are good at just like mimicking accents and it's like you're good at kind of mimicking Mm -hmm. language, which is just like (laughs) such a cool skill. I wish I was good at actually learning the languages. Yeah. would be great i was like i feel like you could just be like a voice actor for like any language for like any commercial or any cartoon like right? just give it to you and like you can do it <laughs> like, i'll figure it out it's cool i don't know what i'm saying but <laughs> that's that's just like a small factor it's fine <laughs> so speaking of like all of these different languages that you have sang in like you've done everything from latin to japanese to even the navi language that was created for james cameron's avatar movies which <laughs> i'm obsessed with this because i love how like there were a couple interviews where you talked about it and you're like yeah I was literally like a kid doing homework to learn this language and like I know people have done that for like Elvin like from like Lord of the Rings and stuff and I was like oh like this is so cool because it's kind of like another generation's like fantasy language that they're learning but in doing that like you've said that you sometimes feel like you need to like include portions in your songs that are other languages because it like fits better with like the story or sonically or something like that. So can you go into a bit more detail about the way in which you go about deciding like, oh, this song like needs to have a little bit of something else in it? Yeah. So with the storm specifically, it was always going to have Navi in it. That was like the selling point for the fat rat. He was like, you can sing in Navi and I want it. So 
we always knew it was going to be in the song actually deciding which part I think I think we just knew that it had to be the hook and I think in general when we add another language into the music it tends to be at a very pivotal moment like for sleep where I sing in Latin I always knew we had to sing in Latin for the bridge. I wanted it to be this big, creepy bridge that built up and I didn't know what I was going to say yet. I just knew that I did not want it to be in English whatsoever. So I think whenever it's going to add like a pop of drama, I feel like I'm quite a dramatic person musically. So I like to insert things in for extra, extra flair, if you will. No, I love that. And I mean, also like you have such a creative mind when it comes to like writing your music, but also your music videos. Um, and so when you're in the process of writing these songs, do you feel like the visual story is kind of like playing out in your head at the same time that you're working on the song? Sometimes, definitely. I know when we did Karma, I always knew there was going to be a fight scene in the music video. <laughs> I just imagined myself kicking butt. I didn't know we were going to do the whole vampire thing yet, but I knew there'd be a fighting scene. So as I was like recording the vocals, I was like imagining myself like throwing around a katana. <laughs> you know? like... So sometimes definitely. No, I mean, like in watching your music videos, like you could just tell that there was so much like thought that go into them along with the songs. And I think that that's something that has kind of been missing lately. Like there was like such a period of time where music videos like really told a story. And I feel like we've gone back to just like a band singing. Um, so it's really cool. Like seeing how much kind of like the other things that you like take it are taken into account in making your visuals. Yeah. I think storytelling has always been really, really important to me. And I try to portray that in every aspect of my career not just the actual songs so I completely agree with you I love when music videos tell a story I love when one of my favorite things ever is the all too well 10 minute version short yeah. film <laughs> I thought that was so brilliant I just love it I really I think if we're gonna do videos for me I definitely want to do something a bit more interesting than just standing there and singing the song for sure yeah. maybe uh that's next on your bucket list is a 10 minute short film to accompany your song that would be amazing um you mentioned karma but is there another music video that you had a fun time like seeing that come to life I think emotionally unavailable is one of my favorite music videos ever it, the whole shoot was just so fun we knew going into it that we wanted like a clueless meet silence of the lambs sort of vibe yeah. for the video and just shooting the whole thing murdering the man being in the morgue <laughs> acting crazy like it was just such a fun silly thing to do and uh marco the director he kept saying like all right get out of your head just be go wild go crazy throw this pillow around yeah. look absolutely insane look deranged <laughs> look psychotic like it was just such a fun shooting experience definitely that one's my favorite bringing those dramatics to life love it exactly like how <laughs> i'm just trying to imagine by like connecting somehow those two films and is that just kind of like the two sides of your personality like colliding or like was yeah, yeah, more, good point. <laughs> or like was there more to it where you're like well actually clueless very much has a lot to do <laughs> with silence of the Lambs. <laughs> yeah i think i think it's definitely parts of my personality. I'm a big horror fan. I love horror movies. I love Halloween Horror Nights, love Halloween in general. And when Marco met me, he was like, you're a little macabre. Like, I like it. We should lean into it, but then make it mm. camp. 
So that's when we decided like clueless meets Silence of the Lambs. So it's like preppy and fun and girly, but also there's maybe murder going on. What's <laughs> happening? So <laughs> I think it's definitely a me as a human being energy. I think that's why we went with that stylistic choice because it is a choice. <laughs> Iconic. Well, that's so much. And I mean, like on top of that, like there's an overlap in your music career with obviously like your love of film, but also your love of fantasy and gaming and like pop music isn't usually the first thing that people will have come to mind when they think of like someone who's into like stereotypical nerdy stuff, which I kind of love, but like, has it been difficult for you to find where like your music will fit in when you are trying to like include those parts of you into something that like doesn't normally go together? Yeah, absolutely. I think in general, struggling to find out what my genre was and what sort of music I wanted to do was very challenging. And I spent most of my teen years doing that and sort of going back and forth. And we've done everything. Like we had a much darker period that was much more alternative. We went almost dance at one point. Like we've been trying because I think when you you have that many different influences and parts to you as I kind of do, it can be really difficult to want to narrow yourself into yeah. a box and only pick one. So I think where we're at now is sort of the best job we've done. It's sort of trying to combine all these different parts of my personality and packaging them into something that is cohesive and makes mm -hmm. sense, which I think that's why I'm most excited about this EP in particular. I think it's done a really good job of representing where I'm at both as a person and as a creative. Yeah. But yeah, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like also that's such an important part of being an artist is like we as humans are ever evolving. And so the art that we're going to create is ever evolving. And it's kind of like trying and seeing like what works now, but also like what represents you like at this point in life. Absolutely. And it's it's really changed over the years drastically. So it, it's good to have a, a finished body of work now. Watching like the growth that you've made and like figuring out like where you wanted to go, like can you believe like where you started from and like where you are now? Like what is that like for you? Oh, it's definitely strange. I mean, when I moved to America, I was thinking I would stay there for maybe like two mm. years. Um, anyway, so it's been <laughs> 10. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still here. It's definitely, it's definitely crazy. I think looking at the confidence, and I think it's something you can really see in videos of me as well as the music, but I think the confidence has definitely been on a steady incline up. So listening back to it, vocals I recorded maybe back in 2016 I can really see how far we've come along and how I'd make a lot of choices differently now in a good way but yeah it is it is alarming every time I see like baby me in my old music videos I'm like oh my god <laughs> that's you yeah <laughs> oh my god it I mean it truly is like a like a public scrapbook of your life really like when you yeah. start so young trying to have success and like I can only imagine what that must be like yeah it's so interesting my yeah my teenage years were kind of just slapped on the internet for the world <laughs> to see you know <laughs> oh, yeah a public scrapbook is a very good way of putting that I mean it's funny because it's like I feel like people of our generation growing up like we all have this to some degree like <laughs> we joke on our podcast a lot because Sarah was a MySpace girly. <laughs> um, so it's like we all have this digital footprint, but for someone who's like pursuing a career like music, um, 
your digital footprint is like a lot more public facing is this something that like you've thought about before yeah you know I'm so relieved that (laughs) I only got into music when I did because only a few years prior to that, I was being incredibly embarrassing on Facebook. <laughs> and I'm like incredibly embarrassing on Facebook. Like I made my dog's Facebook profiles and I'd make them talk to each other, oh like just God. publicly on my <laughs> Facebook profile. So I'm just so relieved that I was doing that before I got into music yeah. because that luckily is not publicly accessible information. You might want to go scrub Facebook up in this. <laughs> Deep clean real quick. Wait, guys. Um, I, think, I think I like to think I did a good job of not being too cringe and putting anything out onto the internet that I would later regret. I think I did a pretty good job of that, but only because I started when I did. Yeah, if it, if it was a few years prior, this would be a very different story. <laughs> I think everybody thinks about that because I mean, like when I was like 12, I was making like icon, like mood icons on Live Journal, which like sounds like the most foreign thing to say anymore with like what the world is. And I'm like, yeah, nobody knew who I was. I was just like this random girl, <laughs> like child on the internet, like using Photoshop for strangers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as you do as one does as and so do. it's just funny like thinking of like the digital footprint that like we all have before trying to like actually do something like in a career and especially like a like a face like career where like everybody knows who you are absolutely and I mean I was such a dramatic little kid as well like I was always writing statuses like heartbroken again everyone lies and it was like girl you're 12 like what what is happening to you who's breaking your heart at 12 years old it was like the most dramatic and then you uh grow up and put it into song instead yeah basically now we just put it into music and it's more acceptable but it comes from me making facebook (laughs) statuses when I was 12. I love that so much. Like, obviously, we already said how, like, you were learning to speak and, like, write in the Navi language from, like, when you were quite young. Like, has gaming and all of that been part of your life for, like, most of it? Like, has that been a, a big hobby for you for most of your life? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love video games. I sort of always have. Like, when I was 13, I got Call of Duty Black Ops for the first <laughs> time and it all went downhill. <laughs> it all went downhill from there. Um, But yeah, it's really important to me. It's one of my favorite hobbies. And it's also something that I really do want to incorporate more into my music. So like I'll get a lot of sync placements in video games. One of my songs, Blood Filled Tears, is actually almost fully known now for being the title track from this game I did called Lorelei. So that's really cool. And it brings in a lot of like gamers to my fan base, which I love. And I love getting to like chat to everyone. So it's definitely a big part of who I am. That's really cool. I also am like obsessed with gaming. And sometimes I'll like go off on these tangents to Jenna and she's like, okay, I don't know what. I'm like, I'm happy for you. (laughs) All right. Um, And I mean, like, gaming is not really usually known for being the most welcoming space for like young girls and women. So much so that, like, the fact that you include themes from video games and like have had your music featured in like video games, it kind of feels like a little bit of a rebellious feminist move of you to be like doing this. And like, I don't know if you've thought about it that way. But when we got pitched you, I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if she knows that she's being like 
the coolest like gaming pop feminist icon but she is and i'm obsessed with it. oh my god i did not think of that thank you so much that is honestly kind You're of welcome. a sleigh kind of a sleigh <laughs> I know, it's right? Kind of a slay. Because <laughs> like it's su- it's such a space where like even if you do like Call of Duty, like you said, which is like a multiplayer online game most of the time, it's like you they hear a female voice and like it's either the worst thing ever or you just don't get spoken to. Like there's no other options usually. Yeah, it's rough. It is rough. I I get picked on all the time. Yeah, if they hear if they hear that you have. A feminine sounding voice or if your username seems like it's feminine because mine's just my name mine's just Maisie k on everything so there have definitely been times where people just bully the living hell out of me because they know that it's a girl and i'm like you guys suck but anyways i'm gonna be the title track to this game so <laughs> <laughs> but anyway stream my new song yeah <laughs> I mean, do you like, do you feel like, obviously, like there's an influence of gaming in your music, but do you feel like you're writing songs with the, the idea of like, oh, this could be great for a music video or I mean, sorry, a video game? I think I've definitely done that in the past. It's not like the priority of my songwriting, but there have been times where I made songs specifically hoping to pitch them for games. And I was like, this would be such a good video game track so occasionally i have a little a little collection of stuff that i hope maybe can be in a game one day we'll see (laughs) also like you mentioned a minute ago like you've you've been able to find like such a great community of like people finding your music through like video games and like other avenues and that's not something that like most artists get to experience so like how do you feel like you know this community has come about and you're able to like connect with everyone yeah honestly i got super lucky because everyone in my community and everyone that's come from the video game side of things have been really supportive and really nice. It's definitely been a slow build over many, many years, I think, but there's also a good amount of people that literally have been following me since I first moved here. And they've been, they were streaming like my first songs and now they're streaming this. And yeah, it's, it's really, it's really crazy to see, but we just have a really, really supportive community i stream on twitch a bit too and that's where i feel like most of my biggest fans sort of collect and i'm we just sort of have a chat for a few hours and i try to interact with them whilst also respecting the fact that boundaries are necessary you know what i mean like you don't want to overstep but i think we do a pretty good job of feeling like we could be friends but also they're not asking for my address yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. the gaming being like such a big part of like your i guess like personal brand really like have you also like you said that you've had fans come to you because they like heard your music in a game or something like that but has there ever been a situation where somebody followed you because of your music and then they're like oh you've made it clear to me that girls can play video games and now i game too and like what's that like in like comparison to somebody being like oh I heard your song in a game and now I like your music yeah I mean there have been many people that have checked out the games purely because my music is in it which is very nice and then sometimes they actually genuinely really enjoyed the game and they're like I'd never heard of this franchise before but now it's in my steam library and (laughs) I love it I mean it's a great feeling I really I'm really proud of every video game placement opportunity I have had like I genuinely can stand behind them all and say they're great games so if I can be the reason pushing some people towards it then I think that's awesome yeah that's so fun I love that in this like era of like social media being so important and like you streaming on twitch and like you also post videos on tiktok and like 
have voice voice acted in a video game and like done all of these things that like as we already said like you kind of have like kind of like figured out your brand now of like what you want to be part of like the Maisie K image but like how do you like how do you find balance in doing all of those things and like creating on like all these different spectrums? Well, I'm notoriously terrible with social media. Um, I really am. It is a struggle to get me to be consistent. I don't mind streaming so much because streaming I can sort of just be a little chaos goblin and you know not worry about needing to look too polished. Whereas I feel like on other platforms, there's more of that pressure to like look your best and you know, the sometimes I can't be bothered. Sometimes I, I just want to be a chaos goblin and play some video games and that's it. So I think streams the thing I'm best at being consistent with because that's always just kind of fun. But transparently doing the other stuff like doing TikTok, like look, I love watching TikTok and I will waste many an hour doing just that. But actually, like, posting on it and being consistent, uh, I'm not great with it. Not great with it at all. On our podcast, we talk a lot about how, uh, like, when we talk about TikTok, we talk a lot about the fact that, like, there seems to be a lot of pressure for artists to, like, view themselves as content creators rather than just artists putting out content. So I feel like that kind of, that pressure that's there also seems to be the thing that, makes a lot of people be like I don't want to do this because what if I do it wrong or like what if it changes people's perspective of me there is an insane amount of pressure on TikTok I mean I remember we literally pitched me before I got signed to BMG we were pitching me around for record labels and multiple of them verbatim said that they were only looking to sign people that went viral on TikTok like it's truly dominated the music industry and it is very intimidating to feel that pressure to be a creator and to feel that like okay this is how we have to be a musician now we have to be posting on this app x times a week or whatever it's a lot of pressure and yeah it's a completely different world than what the industry was a few years ago it's crazy how quickly it changed and how drastically yeah I mean I think we see a lot lately of that kind of like somebody goes viral, they get picked up, the song does well, and then we as TikTok users like don't hear from them again for a while and then they come back and that just seems like so much pressure and especially with you putting in all this work for so long and like really figuring out who you want to be as an artist. It's like, it sounds like you found the right fit for you and finding people to work with who weren't as focused on like the TikTok numbers game and more focused on like, who you were as like an all-encompassing artist. Yeah, no, that was important for sure. I'm definitely a musician first and foremost, not as much a content creator. I do it. I, <laughs> I do it occasionally. But yeah, um, I think we did a really good job of finding a team that puts the music and the creativity first rather than social media. It's always been something I've sort of struggled with. It's just not very genuine to who I am and there have been points in my life where I was more of a like okay I'm posting a video every single day now and I'm (laughs) trying to be relevant and I just sort of felt like it was so obviously disingenuous that people could tell you know like I think people aren't stupid and I think they can tell when you're doing something because you've been told to do it as opposed to when you're doing something because you genuinely feel like doing it oh yeah so now when I upload something it has to be intentional I have to feel good about it I have to want it 
to be out there. So it's not, I'm not posting all the time, but I definitely feel better about it and less fake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, th- I think that's so important. And it's like you said, it's like pe- people can tell, like straight up people can tell. And even just like being users of TikTok, you can see it in other people. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's so important. And it's great that like you're recognizing that in yourself and like wanting to be intentional with it. Um, and also kind of just bringing it full circle of like TikTok being one of those aspects. Um, you, you know, you bring in all this influence from gaming, from fantasy, from movie references, um, a lot of pop culture into your music. So what has inspired this next era of Maisie? Oh, good question. Um, I think I've been very inspired for this upcoming EP to delve more into my personal life. I think every single track on the EP is very very personal, very specific. And yeah, it's delving deeper than any of my prior releases have. It's a much more honest and raw experience. So I think, I mean, a great example is, I mean, Taylor Swift is famous for talking about very personal things in her music. And I mean, her music's phenomenal. So I think, I think she's always sort of inspired me in the way that she tells a story. I think she's really great at it. And I would love to be even half as great. Um, So yeah, I think I was just really inspired with wanting to be more open about things that I've gone through because it's kind of nice being able to relate to people through music. It's like, it's really nice when I put something out and someone's like, oh my God, like this really speaks to me, how we can all sort of collectively have that experience together. So that was one of the most important things for me when making the EP. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and I think that aspect of connectivity is so important. And and the same thing, just like TikTok, listeners know, you know, when you have your heart online on the line and wanting to share that connection with people. That's amazing. Well, we're going to be very excited to see what your EP sounds like, what visuals you release along with it. And of course, following along on Instagram for those tour visuals. I'm very excited for that. (laughs) So thank you, Maisie, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.